Welcome, Transformers fans, to Optimus Prime Time more than meets your ears. My name is Craig Mahoney. With me, as always, is my good friend, Justin Murray. Justin, how the heck are you? No, just delightful. I feel, you know what? I woke up today and I was like, I've never felt healthier. You know, I just woke up and I was like, man, I just feel like took a, tell you what, the first thing I did, took a nice deep breath. You know what I mean? And then yeah. I, uh, yeah, then I had to walk like, outside. This. Yeah, I had to get in the sun because you know what? I was so cold. I had to warm up. You know what I mean? No. Uh, did, did, yeah. did, did you happen to go from, from one room of your uh, house to another? Yeah, yeah. I've uh, I'm living in the luxury of going to six were rooms you, on occasion outside. Were you in more? Yeah, more than one room. No, and I'm also so, uh, in some uh, yeah, fever laden hotel. Hi. <laughs> so for those of you who who listened last week, and when I said I might have uh, the coronavirus, and you were like, "Craigers, are you sure?" Well, yes, I am COVID nineteen positive. Yeah. <laughs> Got uh, tested last week. I got the results back. And now, uh, in order to protect the people I live with, I went and um, spent two weeks in a hotel room. And I'm not <laughs> leaving the damn hotel. This is day I, I checked in on a Friday. We're recording this on Tuesday. I, I've, been, I've been in a hotel room the entire time. Yep. I, uh, Are you sure? I Wait, even... let's say a very important question, Greg. Are you sure? Are you 100% sure? Would you say you're positive? Right, I am sorry. COVID-19 positive. <laughs> COVID-19 positive, but you're not going to leave the room. Uh, that is an old and terrible joke, everybody. But, hey, you got nowhere to go. So I got nowhere to go. I um, Yeah, I haven't – you know what? I haven't started going stir-crazy yet, mostly because I've slept at least half, you know, two-thirds of the time I've been here. So once yeah. I start feeling better, I think, in a few days, it's going to be uh, – I might start going a little stir crazy. I do have a sliding glass door, and I have a little porch here that I, I occasionally will just go out and take a few breaths <laughs> and do that. Oh, yeah. But for the most part, it's just been me inside this room. Even when I need something from, you know, something replaced from housekeeping or whatever, I write a little note and I tape it to the outside of the door, and then they leave it outside. And uh, same thing with food deliveries and whatever. I just tell them, hey, walk up. I'm the one all the way. In. Fortunately, I'm the room all the way in the end. So I don't have to deal with noise. or I don't have to worry about bothering anybody else while we record either. Um, and yes. they just uh, drop the food off right outside the sliding glass door. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> when they walk away, I bring it in and that's it. Yeah, no. everything is uh, everything is very demolition man right now. It's very weird, and uh, I do have to tell you though, Craig, I gotta say I saw your YouTube video, and uh, I don't appreciate you licking all those items in the grocery store. You know what I mean? I think it was funny at the time, but it's not funny now. You know what I mean? So, yeah. angry letters, send them to Craig for. <laughs> I get well. <clears throat> so yeah, if you're gonna hear some coughing throughout this, uh, and I take clean up my microphone. I I'm lucky that uh, I'm not half as bad as a lot of other people. Um, but it's this thing wipes you the fuck out, man. It really does. Yeah. Like it's mostly, you know, I'm just drained, and there's a lot of aches and uh, just like bone deep ache and and chills. Which actually, you know, even though I'm doing a lot of sleeping, I can't really sleep more than four or five hours at a time because then you just uh, just aching and waking up and stuff. And then there's obviously the, uh, the the labored breathing and the dry throat and the occasionally like when I wake up in the morning before I, you know if I've gone a few hours without having any water it just feel you can feel your whole throat like closing up like you almost feel like you're choking on your own your own fucking tongue. It's freaking... Jesus, wow, it's very Jimmy Hendrix. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, or John Bonham, whoever. Keith Moon. Yeah, pick your dead <laughs> at twenty-seven. Dead 
<laughs> yeah. They all died the same so, uh, way, except for old Kurt. Anyway. But, we're, uh, but, we, but we are committed to you, the listener, and we're powering through. I'm powering through here as we go through this episode. It's a good one. Episode 15, A Plague of Insecticons. That's this right, guys. And, uh, let Craig know if you want him to come to your house and lick all your mail, guys. Craig has plenty of spare time. I, I will tell you this much. I think I think I might have a business idea here. Because once I'm I'm over this, I'm going to be one of the safest people in the country to be That's around. That's true, yeah. That's a good immune. point. So I'm, you know, I, I'm thinking of hiring myself out as just for occasional companionship. If you're lonely, if you need somebody to sit <laughs> with. Yeah. Well, that's going to go sideways. That's going to go sideways in a hurry. So hello, Frank. How's it going? Yeah, I know. I know. I put the ad up. <laughs> I put the ad up. This is what I deserve. Yeah, come on in. Come on in, dude. Whatever you want. I know. <laughs> I know I signed it. I do it. Come on. <laughs> All right. Yeah, yeah but let's. Episode. Obviously, we want to mention that we are available to listen to on Stitcher, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play. Please uh, subscribe, like, rate, review. Please share with your friends. And um, also, you can find us on Instagram at OPT Podcast and on uh, Facebook. And um, yeah. Please share, tell your friends, and uh, we're, this is going to be one. I'm, I'm actually finally getting it to do all the uh, things that I've been planning for a few weeks now. Unlike many other people who use the quarantine as an excuse to just start up podcasts and videos, I had planned on doing a lot of shit <laughs> pre-apocalypse. Pre and uh, so I did launch my YouTube channel today, yeah. And you could see a little video where I talk about the quarantine and I talk, I give you a stupid, goofy little tour of my hotel room and crack wise. And, um, yep. also there will Dead be new podcasts sticking coming. out from under the closet door. <laughs> Pay no attention to these guys. Never mind. Pan, uh, pan left and left. Yes, yes. There will be no, uh, there, there'll be so I'll have some new podcasts coming up as I, uh, as I got nothing to for the next two weeks so i'm finally going to get those <laughs> launched but That's if right. you want to help out uh please share the podcast i'm gonna uh, you can go uh you know to the show page and our, and our instagram i'm gonna be selling some a lot of art real cheap including some transformer stuff some uh prints uh the one of the prints i think is the optimus prime with the uh, the stained glass of him with the matrix that i did a while oh, ago it's one of my favorites dude that was yeah, fantastic right now thanks and uh, you can also uh, now support the pot, me and the podcast and the whole and all, everything I'm going to be doing. But uh, uh, you know, me and Justin as well, and help pay for some of the uh, the what do you call it, the web hosting here. I'm going to pay Greg Mahoney and for a buck a month for just a we'll yeah. some exclusive video and uh to doing some extra stuff but also that you'll get some free high-res downloads of art to to download and right now i, th I think by the time this airs there'll be some cool uh there'll be some obviously some yankee stuff because i do a lot of that and i think uh some disney or maybe some star wars but uh for you transformers fans the painting i did of the megatron the enemy you know, uh, wanted poster from, I think, Divide and Conquer many episodes ago. You yes. can download that, a high res and print it out. You get some photo gloss paper, eight and a half by 11, and uh, have a little uh, piece of Craig's art to call your own for just a buck a month at Craig, uh, at patreon.com slash Craig Mahoney. And there will be, uh, obviously, Transformers shit every month for you guys to enjoy if you do that. So that, especially Please. now, because, I mean, 
this this hotel isn't going to pay for itself, you know? No, <laughs> as well yeah, as no it's uh, not that kind of hotel. And by the way, you guys may have heard that uh, Craig got cut off a little bit there during his uh, plug. Uh, he oh, did I? At the end. But uh, just because Craig is on, we're spotty Wi-Fi. Craig is, uh, as you guys know, Craig is camped out in the Times Square bus station in between bouts of sneezing on tourists. So, you know, bear with us here as we uh, deal with our Wi-Fi. Hopefully I'm coming through just fine. And you can enjoy my delightfulness, but uh, anything Craig, anything Craig drops out, I will fill it in with whatever how, my opinion. Is. Thank you. Yes. What did what did I miss? Did, it, did we get the Lincoln? That's all that matters. The whole did thing. The, I don't think they heard your uh, your confession to being a sex offender, but I think the rest of it came through though. So I think you're uh, good. Yeah. You know what though? It sucks because I cannot go door to door right now. I can't <laughs> warn people. <laughs> you gotta like. <laughs> I never thought it's a great idea. Like the. Uh, <laughs> the sex offender who has to like inform all his neighbors during the global pandemic he's like oh <laughs> me find me this is the worst luck i've ever had next to the whole you know next to that thing but the next close second though this is a bummer <laughs> that's great ah oh, i wish i still made sketches that's a fucking fantastic idea dude <laughs> <laughs> but how would you even make the sketch right now Guy that, uh, yeah, you know what? That's a good point, actually. Everyone I know who does that stuff, no one's making any content. All the, uh, it's funny because we're doing it right now, but everyone I know who's in comedy is like putting out just like, man, ladies and gentlemen, just an exercise in banality. I mean, at least we're talking about a show that we've been doing the whole time, but I know a lot of comedians who have lost all their work and are, you know, lots of workout videos and here's how I make my smoothies. And I just, man, it's a, a deep ocean of who gives a shit out there on the internet right now. So thank you guys. <laughs> Thank you guys for sticking with us because, uh, man, there's a lot of crap out there right now. But we're here for well, you that's guys. the thing. E- even with me now post uh, doing new podcasts and the and the YouTube thing, at least I got a hook. I actually have the fucking thing. Yeah, that's I'm true. I'm actually sick with the damn you thing. I got I got an angle. Shit out of this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, listen. If I have to go, if I have to go through this fucking thing, I might as well get something out of it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> listen, I'm gonna make some virus money. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Lemons lemonade, you know what I'm saying? There you go. All right, well, let's um, now that actually wait real quick before we move on to the episode, just because people might be curious, what is is this the worst like fever type illness you've ever had? Is it close to the, the top five? Where are we at? Uh, honestly, it's not. It's it's just different. It's weird. I, I've never been this just felt this shitty for this long. This is now day eight, and it was wow. weird when I first when I first got first felt the symptoms and stuff. I was like, well, this will. You know, get I because it was last Monday when we were recording that I initially started feeling it, and then ultimately got tested. It got around to getting tested on Thursday. Got the results on Friday, and I was thinking, you know, I check in here. I thought by today I'd start feeling somewhat better. And uh, you know, there's there's good you know moments and bad moments. Like you know, towards the end of the night where we're doing this now, I kind of feel is generally when I feel my best. I wake up in the morning, I feel like shit, and yeah. it's weird because I. Th- I thought like, all right, yeah, I'll get through this. It's not gonna be too bad. And um, yeah, I woke up this morning feeling like crap, and it was like day eight, and all of a sudden I went from just being like, yeah, I'll be fine, to you know the 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 little bits of doubt start creeping in, and it's like, oh fuck, I hope I don't need a hospital. Like, oh, I don't want to die. Please don't let me be. A yeah, right. Just enough. This <laughs> is where it's just you know it was. I was like for the last few days. I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. And then I woke up this morning. I'm like, all right, this is going to be a pain in the ass. Like enough. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. You I mean the, the length of it is the crazy part. Just in like thinking about it. You know what I mean? Because we've all had like that hangover where like by noon you're like, no, I could die. It's fine. Like if this is it, that's okay. But uh, no, yeah, I, never like I, I, never for 
that eight days is fucking crazy, man. That's just nuts. But yeah, that's where it just sucks. There, but there was uh, what was it the other night? I think Sunday night and maybe Thursday afternoon was when I literally like there was like a couple of hours where I really just felt like shit. But for the most part, it's just it's just like just feeling just like I said, just blah, just wiped out. You know, I've had and you know what's odd? I have not had an actual fever. My temperature has All been right. between. 95 and 97 degrees this entire time. It's been low, too low, which is weird. I've, I have a reverse fever. <laughs> you know what the irony about all this is, uh, despite your cutting out occasionally, like you sound fucking fantastic, dude. You sound like <laughs> you sound like you never you never been better. Like you're describing like ah, oh, just I can barely get out of bed, but you're like it doesn't sound like that. You're like I can barely get out of bed, and I feel like it's really like, <laughs> same. Fucking car commercial reader, you know what I mean? Like the same fucking guy. But uh, yeah, so you know, listen, well, if I, you're faking I, it, crank. No. I, I, <laughs> I did a three-hour voiceover record session with this thing last Wednesday for uh, Chris and Lizamab. It's a, uh, a sickle like cell medicine. Tested, but before you got the results, like wasn't that? What yeah. You did? yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> three so hours recording from home, doing 114 takes, 27 different parts, and having to say things, yeah. things like ethylene, diamine, tetraacetic acid. Uh, dude, yeah, we we can't bore the audience with the specifics of the gig, but it was one of those. Uh, it was one of those gigs where you're like, yeah, this is not, this is on the uh, not fun edge of fun. This is like, that's gonna be. Sometimes in showbiz, there's like real work, and it was one of those. So I was like, yeah, this is a job, dude. Yeah. <laughs> It was like the voice acting equivalent of like loading a truck. Like, no, it's worth yes. it, but like, this is going to be work. That was work. The, the, the ethylene diet, wait, was the ethylene diamine tetraacetic acid. I think that was the one that was the hardest part. Oh, man. But anyway, but now so we're now, I, I got the mic set up. What's up? Speaking of chemicals that can be used, we have some new transformers in this episode that can convert anything into energy. Making those chemicals, that was a stretch. I'm just trying to get to the episode description. Yeah, 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 I was just about to say. <laughs> now I have something far more uh, fun and, and I, that, a recording session that's a lot more enjoyable. Yeah, <laughs> and this is this episode is uh, it's weird. It's not like a ton of stuff happens in it if you just like, describe the plot. No, it's very plot and light. But there's so many weird details and and things put in there and like line. I mean, like within the first five minutes, I found myself pausing and being like, I have to write that down. Because that's so like, so yeah, man, let's uh, let's get into it. It's the uh, introduction of the Insecticons. Insecticons, yes. And uh, we start on the island of Bali, which many of you may know is a real island. Uh, Yeah. It's the province of Indonesia. It's part of their archipelago over there. Uh, in the demon swamp of Bali, which yes. now here, the way they depict Bali in this episode. <laughs> now, as we've seen in the past, it doesn't seem like the writers did too much research into any non-American or even some yeah. American locales that they set these episodes in. But the way yeah, but in, this, their, in their defense, though, you, this is back in 1984. It's not like they can just I, get on. Google. There was no like, Wikipedia. Yeah. Yeah, he's got to get, like, fucking Encyclopedia Britannica and, like, sit down in a chair and, like, fucking spend two hours reading about the economic history of Bali. So I kind of get it. Like, it's easy but now. they're so cheap. far off. But, oh, yeah. They're so <laughs> far off that I like wonder. <laughs> it's so weird. Well, it's, it does look like Louisiana. And then uh, the, the villagers or the, you know, the locals we see and then even the farmland we see 
it, it looks very much like when they would do the generic South American people like we saw in uh, when they were in Peru with the Crystal of Power. And it makes me wonder if this originally was animated like it was set in South America. And then somewhere before they did the recording, they decided, no, we already did South America. Let's just change it to Bali and put it in the dialogue. Yeah, that makes, that, that makes nothing, sense. It is not uh, tropical whatsoever. I mean, this is like, no. <laughs> Bali weird. does not have swamps. They do not have fields of grain. No. <laughs> it's a, it, no. It was Peru. It did seem like Peru. Peru's island with Peru or Argentina. And, and, and they look more South American than they do, you know, uh, and even that villagers on parade, the celebration or whatever, looked more South American than it did like a Hindu festival. So yeah, just... but let's be honest. They're probably making all the non-white people <laughs> off like one color. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's probably not like they look like a specific race. Like, yeah, it's like their racial crayon. They're like, this is the one we use for people that aren't white. And then they're just all the same. Hey, I bet hey, you hey, anything hey. the next <laughs> They basically treat non-white people like they treat the seekers. They just kind of just <laughs> one size fits all. Not a not not a not a not a false statement. So we uh, we see that, and then they um, there's a pretty it's a it's an interesting episode because the intro is just the setting, like you're saying, and then the uh, the insect cons just start popping out and attacking this boat, uh, transporting grain. Which like I hadn't watched this in so long, I was initially confused, like what the fuck do they want with the grain. Uh, it's so strange. But then they start eating it, and then like through the course of this initial like prologue of the episode, they kind of reveal that like pretty quickly, which is a pretty huge fucking fact. There's a lot of huge reveals in this episode. That's one of them. The Insecticons can eat anything that might, mm. pre- and they just turn it into raw energy, which is insanely like, useful. <laughs> like so yes. insanely useful. <laughs> why and why don't? And why don't the other Decepticons try to, you know, reverse engineer this for themselves? Or why are they the only Decepticons who can do this? But basically, they're just well, like I regular animals. They're like people. They're like biological things. They consume stuff and they convert it into energy, which seems like yes, it's far more uh, an efficient design than the way all the other Transformers are. Yeah, and like, was it, you know, it's interesting because there's a reveal a bit down the line in this episode where they basically find out that like what happened was that the Insecticons got created when a Decepticon. Uh, escape pod landed on Earth like four million years ago, and a couple of them came out and then evolved over those four millions of years. So, like, that's why they can do this, which makes sense. If you're a Cybertronian on the planet forever, you would eventually learn how to convert that planet's energy into something you could use. But it does, so it's it's a huge another huge revelation there. Like, Transformers fucking evolve over time. Yeah. That's interesting. You know what I mean? I, I guess, like, yeah. Instead yeah. of just continuously knocking over hydroelectric dams, finally figured out we could just consume this shit ourselves. It works. Yeah, exactly. Which is uh, so, and then the last, so they kind of like chase those guys away to eat the grain, um, and then they, uh, what do they call themselves? We need to transform into energy entities <laughs> so they can yes. find more energy. So they have a robot mode. They don't really know why they have it, but I guess they just need. Yeah, to fly it's, well, again, well, as, as we've established, the world, the entire world, seems to know that there are transformers. We even see. You know, we see Megatron and Soundwave flying through the sky in their robot mode. There doesn't seem to be any real reason for the transformation process at this point. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> this is very and cool. And it's odd because when you're giant insects, the whole, like, you know, transforming as a form of disguise. Yeah, and they are, really... they are bigger, too. It's interesting because the toys themselves were kind of, like, in between the, like, bumblebees and then the, you know, jazzes. Mm-hmm. 
Um, but they're in the show. They're a little bit bigger than most people, except for like they're not octopus size, but they seem to be like a head taller than the Jazzes. Probably not as big as yeah. the Dinobots, but they're bigger than you would think. Um, and then they, you know, we see them fly off and attack a farm, and that's kind of when you start figuring out like, oh, they can eat anything. Um, yeah. Here's one of my favorite things in this episode, and I, I don't know why this this make, gives me the giggles so much, but they cut to the Autobot base, and then they show Spike. He's like, we have an SOS, and then he's uh. His dad listens to it. He's like, okay. And then he listens to it. Then he's like, oh, uh, they're being attacked by giant robot insects. But he only listens to it long enough for the other person to literally say, we're being attacked by giant robot insects. Like, literally, (laughs) the timing is such that he's like, they're being attacked by giant robot insects. That's what they just said. So I just love the fact that, like, that's the distress call. It's like, we're being attacked by robot insects. I'm like, yeah, that's enough. That's all we need. Good. Sounds good. Just repeated over and over. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know why. I don't know why. You see, there's a great line. Uh, um, uh, oh, you know what? I just realized maybe I'm not cutting out because we're recording this on my end. So hopefully maybe my voice isn't cutting out. But, oh, maybe. Well, yeah. Maybe I, just, I made a fool out of myself. That's uh, who knows? Who knows? I just, we'll, we'll, we'll find out later. Yeah, um, no problem. Hey, there's some great lines. I'll, I'll rank all the races from uh, favorite to least favorite. I'm kidding. <laughs> It's like something, it's something really horribly career inducing, like fire. All right. Uh. Um, I got, uh, there's some great lines. There's some funny shit in this. Where, um, well, first of all, you you see when they attack the uh, the the villagers paddling through the the demon swamp that um, they say to kick back. You know, your meal's getting away. And then you see them go, and they're like, they're you see them chewing on the grain, so you do start to get that feeling. But then they go and attack a farm. <laughs> it's such, I mean, Jesus, the rate, you know, the the just racial caricatures of these villagers, the way the one just starts screaming. But the one guy has a great line where he says, "I knew we should have sprayed the crops." Which is oh, I fantastic. know, it's so weird. So yeah, and then the there's and then some the, funny lines in fun. this one. It's, it's it's what's great about that is I think uh, Bombshell is like I know Shrapnel's like you should like that's you could it wouldn't work anyway which is so weird it's like literal Shrapnel like yeah he was joking <laughs> yeah. dude like I don't it's a weird type to make the joke but then Shrapnel's all like you know like ah actually it wouldn't work <laughs> and then he talks kickback by the way I think by the end of this episode we will agree that kickback is the MVP of the fucking Insecticons but it's like, it's a close oh, yeah. one but yeah. man he's got I he's have, got a special I had kickback I yeah he me too he's the one I had I think I had kick I had kickback and shrapnel, I believe. I definitely I had, had kickback. kickback. I, I know that. They were awesome. By the way, I also noticed uh, I don't know why I didn't notice this until thirty five years later, but uh they um exact same color scheme as Skywarp. The same transparent yellow, same silver highlight, same purple and black. It's kinda of interesting. I was like, Oh yeah. Hmm. That's it. They don't go together. But, they they're, uh, um, as much as it doesn't make you know, a whole lot of sense that they transform insects within the transformer universe their fucking design is cool shit like their robot their robot modes are some of my favorite designs they, oh dude yeah. all of uh the g1 very cool and the toys were awesome so, yeah no the yeah, toys it's, were it's amazing. just cool and powers like i remember as a kid loving their their you know they all like every all the autobots and decepticons they all have these weird powers that kind of you know come and go they use them whenever they feel like but the you know the insecticons were the first ones we saw where they have these, you know, really just cool, insane powers that we have seen before, and they use them fairly consistently throughout all their appearances, clothes yeah. and all that. And like a lot of, 
a lot of powers <laughs> that are all pretty powerful. Like they have a bunch. <laughs> they try to they even have a scene where they introduce all their powers um, because they reveal that uh, Bombshell has bombshells, which all right, a little bit on the yep. nose. And then uh, Shrapnel can do like a million fucking things. But the thing they <laughs> mentioned then is he can clone himself. He can make clones of himself out of metal, which is amazingly powerful. Clones <laughs> of all of. Them. Yes. Yeah. Well, and then they I show and say, then like. They... Go ahead. No, no, no. Well, is Shrapnel basically the leader? He's the Mo, right? He's basically yeah. I'm assuming the leader, yeah. And I love oh the other thing I thought was so so cool the Shrapnel uh, the voice with the little echo the double voice the creepiness oh, yeah. You hear that little little sound effect in yeah. his voice and say it was so 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 cool. All right, that's all I had yeah, to say. Johnny uh, <laughs> two times. Let me go get the papers. Get the papers, <laughs> dude. I think I was like, is there a good? Is there a Fucking eight year ahead of its time Goodfellas reference in this Transformers episode. That's fucking incredible. Um, yeah, dude, it's great. And then they show, so they show Shrapnel can clone himself, but then they just show Kickback standing next to him, also cloning himself. So I'm like, I guess yeah, he doesn't get it. Yeah, that was weird. And then I was yeah. like, he doesn't get a special power, but he does get a special power. <laughs> he yeah, might have. Awesome. <laughs> oh, it's so fucking funny, dude. Uh, but let's uh, let's backtrack a little bit because we're kind of we're going all over the place. But that's just this episode is just so much weird stuff to enjoy so once the autobots listen to their perfectly timed message and realize they need to go they're gonna go intercept right so all the minibots get into skyfire who recalls himself the skyfire exterminator service and then everyone else uh with uh, optimus just drive to bali of course and uh skyfire now from going from a uh, pacifist to just very enthusiastic about about getting into yeah, battles no now um, and does yeah, his voice sound different does does his voice sound a little different here? I think him and Sunstreaker, to me, both sounded a little different than the normal. Sunstreaker, I but, definitely uh, uh, um, Yeah. Skyfire's got almost a little rasp. Like, he, maybe he's a little he's a little under the weather. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and for being so eager, he really just, like, shows up and gets his ass kicked pretty pretty handily. Like, they, uh, well, in between. They well, actually, literally gets his down... chest kicked. Oh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> and there's a, there's a brief thing where, like, it's. It's happening almost every episode now where the Decepticons will intercept the transmission that the Autobots have and then go there and get there before them. So um, somehow the Autobots haven't figured out that they're being basically Autobots spied Autobots never see laser beak coming. No, they never. They never see laser coming. Yeah, it's weird. So they're going to get there first. But before that, so the way the way it's going at this point of the episode, Jetfire and the Minibots are flying their quickest and then the Decepticons are behind them. And then behind them is the actual Autobots. So the... Jetfire shows up in the in the field being attacked by the Insecticons, and they just get shot up pretty good. I mean, it's a pretty <laughs> it's a pretty decisive yeah. loss. Um, Jetfire gets shot in such a no, he gets kicked. He's the first one to get kicked by. Uh, he gets kicked by the kickback. He gets the kickback kick, which I think happens three or four times in the episode. And yeah. let me tell you something, folks. It's, this is by far <laughs> the most powerful attack in most of this episode. In an episode filled with really overpowered attacks, but. Um, for what we learned from Kickback is he can, in in uh, cricket mode, he can just jump in there and kick the shit out of him and, like, break really important machinery at Transformers. It's yeah. amazing. Kick, kicked him so hard, he kicked the knowledge of his name into Skyfire. Because at no point they introduce each other. Skyfire later, Skyfire later is like, oh, Kickback, he, he calls him by. <laughs> but the most powerful attack is at the end. When we see the uh, when Optimus does something that like I never thought he would be strong enough to do. <laughs> oh yeah, we'll get there. That. I, I we'll get that. 
yeah. This episode, like, this episode decides to keep, like, topping itself and just gets pretty insane by the last, like, five minutes. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so they kick, they do. They so kick we got Braun, Windcharger, Bumblebee, and, and I was a little, I was actually fearing for Spike safety. Like, they, you see, like, Spike's just standing there out in the open. He's getting flamethrower shot at him. Whoop, my. Oh, it's just like a. He's, he yeah, no, it's a weird and like the, the spikes, the shards in the air. I was like, well, he's dead now. Spikes just dead. That's it. Oh yeah, which uh, is he, which. By the way, in response, to them, it's response to them running into a cornfield to hide, which like Jetfire is fucking like forty feet tall. I'm like, you, dude, like, what are you doing? This is totally insane. And by the way, he's <laughs> like, he's he's the first guy to eat the Mr. Fucking Exterminator Service is the first guy to be like, yeah, let's run, dude. I can't transform. <laughs> I, I prefer to run, and I can't run as efficiently as I like to. So let's all run away. So Jetfire just not a good look in this episode. Really, it does not. He's he's uh, persistent in this episode, but not effective. Um, yeah, so he, he is, yeah, he's, he's like he's like the guy who gets who you know you put him on the basketball team because he's seven feet tall. Yeah, basically, exactly. all he can do is just stand there, box <laughs> people out. You occasionally hand him, you occasionally you give him a wide open pass. You put a layup in, but that's it, you know. But uh, yeah, he can't do what he can't shoot. Like, yeah, yeah, but Braun yeah. has some good lines. This, so I oh, love yeah. when he says, well, let's look at the bright side. At least they didn't bring that sawed-off nerd rumble along. Braun really – no is, is this leftover from the other uh, episode where, yeah. like, Braun apparently st- – Rumble Rumble really sticks in his craw. He's not a fan yeah. of Rumble. I thought that was awesome that they, like, kind of did a callback on that. And it's cool that – it's cool that Braun, like, hates him specifically. He's like – and then they also show Rumble yeah. being, like, specifically a dick. <laughs> So it's kind of a nice thing they've been developing. I thought that was pretty hilarious. And yeah. he does show up later on, which is great, because I was like, what are we... He's not in the episode at that point. So it's just like Broad being like... Yeah, he fucking pops up out of nowhere. This episode. Ah, it's great, man. Yeah. Um, he didn't so, mention yeah, anything about Starscream or Skywarp or any of the other cassettes. He's, no, not but, like, Rumble, He's like, it's like it's bad enough we're getting attacked. At least we don't have to listen to this annoying little shit mouth off while we're getting our asses kicked. Yeah, it's great. Dude, and they, the only reason they don't all get killed is because while they're kind of fleshing them out with shooting metal at them, the Decepticons show up. And Shrapnel's like, oh, I have a love connection with this Megatron guy. I feel like I know him. Yeah, it's very weird. He's yeah, like, it's, it's kind of nice. And then they're like, oh, well, and then he's a great line. He's like, well, we're pleased to invite you to help me kill these Autobots. And he's like, <laughs> I'm pleased to accept. It's all very polite. It's like very yeah. high society Decepticon stuff. You know what I mean? Uh, it's weird. Um, by the way, we forgot to mention this, but um, auto, the, the driving Autobots that drove to Bali run into this giant rock wall. Nice. Like... A just while like, well, because they, they get cut off at the pass by a village celebration. Yeah, a village um, celebration, uh, which some is literally sort of... happening in a ditch. I mean, it's just a depressing <laughs> ditch, and they just get it's like <laughs> yeah. so then they have to like their big plan, which like I don't know why Optimus puts up with this bullshit, but Sideswipe's like, yeah, dude, no, it's all good. Here's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna punch my way through this mountain, and then we'll get there. So like That's as sure, yeah. dude, as, as all the things we bend this, yeah, dude. And all the things we've been describing, every few minutes they cut back to this fucking hole with like, st- like sideswipe, like I'm still getting there. And then like eventually Optimus is like, hey, dickhead, like what the fuck, man? How long is this going to – you understand we have a place to be. It's important, right? Like we're not just having fun. So he just drives the rest of the tunnel out, which of course makes you wonder like why not just start off that way? But you know, like it's just – I love seeing sideswipe. sideswipe it's about like – Five feet in, too. I love that they took time out of the episode. I mean, they literally take like three minutes of episode time 
just to point out yeah, that yeah. Sideswipe had a shitty idea and then got reprimanded for it. Like, it doesn't <laughs> add to the plot. It's completely irrelevant to the nature. It's just like, it's so fucking great, dude. I don't know why. There's so many great details in this one, man. I love it. Yeah. It's awesome. This is a, this is a fun Sunstreaker and Sideswipe. Although, basically, both, both of them just, like... They just kind of get owned oh, for the dude, whole yeah, thing, they, pretty much. They drive through the tunnel, and then they... It's cool because they both attack Megatron, and you're like, fuck yeah, dude. And literally just, like, yeah. punches uh, some streak in the yeah. stomach and throws Sideswipe a, wi- a ways away. Like, a ways yeah. away. Um, Megatron is fucking jacked in this episode, dude. This is, like, probably yeah, the most powerful good. Megatron we've seen, besides the one that shoots fucking Optimus Prime in the face in the movie. But, um... Yeah. Let's see. It's, uh... So, yeah, they have a... They get beat up pretty well. There's, like, a... It's weird they... they that's the fight, pretty much, and then the Decepticons just take off to an oil refinery to juice up. Basically, is what happens. It's very strange. Like, yeah. this fight starts, and then they leave, um, and then they basically just, like, have to take off after them again. While that's happening, Wheeljack fixes Skyfire, so then it's weird. It's a repeat of the same plot. Like, Optimus is going to drive there, and then Skyfire himself is going to chase after them because he's quicker. So yes. then we get this whole sequence uh, yes. with... Yeah, it's weird. And we see Jetfire chasing after... What is now a horde of cloned Insecticons plus the old, you know, Decepticon All-Stars, uh, which is pretty crazy. Megatron is, you know, instructs the Insecticons themselves to go after Skyfire. He's like, yeah, I'll take your clones. Yeah, <laughs> you it's guys weird. go take care of this guy. And they do, and they uh, they get a pretty decent attack. on. Uh, yeah, they just jump on his wings and lay and like Skyfire. It's a pretty smart attack. Again, Skyfire 0 for 2 so far in these fucking things. He's, like, really... So he... It's great because... He gets his ass saved by Wheeljack. Yeah, but, like, it's so great. So he gets his ass saved by Wheeljack, who comes up... He, like, flies up there because he can fly for this episode. Um, and then shoots the Insecticons off. Yeah! And then he gets the fucking... we've seen him fly. Dude, and time number two, can you smell what the fucking kickback is cooking? Another goddamn kickback kick. Right in fucking Wheeljack's chest. Right down to the earth, catapulting him down to the earth where he lands on the cushiony steel trailer of Optimus Prime. He's like, oh, thank God. Much better than the ground. Rather than let him go another 15 feet to the to the dirt. Yeah, no, he just landed on his boss. It's much better. Um, so <laughs> that happens. The only time since the initial More Than Meets the Eye miniseries that we've seen Wheeljack fly. Yeah, no, I don't think so. Besides, like... There's a couple episodes where they just arbitrarily decide that Autobots can fly, and he's one of those. Well, but... in the original miniseries, they all fly, and then they forget about it. Well, kind uh, of, because in I that same miniseries, it's... remember, they have to, like, give uh, they give uh, Sideswipe a jetpack, yeah. remember? So it's, like, in that same yeah. four-parter, they both can fly, and then, so they can't, like... <laughs> I think their... the first episode. Oh, yeah. No, it's pretty crazy. Like, in one that two episodes. But, yeah, uh, like, apparently, so according to just... CF Wiki, I I guess Wheeljack was supposed to have a iron base for the wrist. You're breaking up a bunch. I don't know if it's just on my end, but he was supposed to have something. That's what I read. I don't know. Yeah, it's fake. <laughs> I don't know. But we got a nice couple, a couple of uh, shoulder-mounted missile shots. From Wheeljack, which is cool. Yeah, which is great because I think we didn't see that until last episode, maybe once before, but I'm I happy think to see this twice is in a row. the third. I think this is the oh, third yeah. time we see that. So, uh, so yeah, so the the Insecticons take a sci-fi 
and then they fly off to the oil refinery to uh, also get in on that action. But oil action, and then uh, this is where we see all the rumbles there. <laughs> Much to Braun's ultimate chagrin, Rumble made the trip. I guess he was, whoa, he, he was stoned inside in Soundwave's chest, I guess. Oh, yeah, I know. It's very weird. He just kind of pops up. It's almost as if Braun summons him. You know what I mean? Like, it's almost <laughs> <laughs> it's like he's talking about him. He's like, well, I guess I'll fucking show up now. Um, so, yeah, that was pretty. Uh, it's pre- <laughs> it's pretty hilarious that he's there. We also see Shrapnel debut another like ridiculously world breaking power when he uh, in flying in the air, just like completely takes control of the Lamborghini twins and then starts driving oh, them around. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Oh. Trying to like oh, there's ram. a shot where all you see is a shot where he's they 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 forgot to animate him and all you see are controlling them. Where oh, yeah. you literally just see the beams controlling the two cars and there's no shrapnel. But yeah, until they cut great. to the and other then, angle um, and then you finally see him. Yep, and then they reveal so they reveal he has this power and then they also reveal that Trailbreaker can break it. So it's really quick, but they just have it like he takes over the Lambo twins. Trailbreaker uh, undoes it, and then Optimus does the old from the X-Men days, does a fastball special, um, takes Braun and throws him yes. into Shrapnel, and then you know what happens when he gets thrown up in the air. Craig, what happens to Braun? Uh, I, I don't, I can't Fucking kick back kick, baby! Kick back kick right in the fucking chest! Right in the chest, bitch! Ah, number three, it's so great, I love it. Um, again... Whoever gets thrown into the air, kickback will fucking kick the shit out of him. So great. Um, oh, I love it. I never got that. Kickback. I love how just... panicky Sunstreaker. How panicky Sunstreaker gets. He's scream. I he's screaming and he and and to his credit, decides to sacrifice himself at the expense, you know, to avoid injuring his fellow Autobots. Instructs the Autobots. Uh, instructs the Autobots to uh, shoot his tires yeah it's interesting yeah that was like what he says it's it's very noble but then also trailbreaker's like well that's pretty stupid why would we do that um but again, <laughs> i also, could just take care of this myself it also brings up that other problem we had a couple episodes ago where bumblebee's was like please humans save me i don't have any way around this like somehow it's never <laughs> come up in fucking millions of years so um yeah but there was that whole thing which is pretty great that's really this is all just to inform like the last big battle we're kind of like all the powers they show the Insecticons having are going to come out all at once. And we may even have one more kickback kick. I oh, yeah. With a new power, too. Yep. And then they have this weird scene where they show it's the Insecticons talking to Megatron. And Megatron is in this weird 1980s album cover, like, cool guy leaning against the Yeah! Leaning. Like, one, and he yeah. even has his gun off. Dude, he's just gun he off. even got his hand cannons just off to the side, leaning on the thing. Yeah, he's like an album cover. Dude, he's chilling so hard, and he doesn't even get off the fucking wall I for love most station. Um, <laughs> no, like he's sitting next to an oil tanker. He's like, "Yeah, just go eat that. You guys will be very happy." And they're like, "Sweet." And then he's like, "Hell yeah, dude!" And then uh, only then he gets off the wall. Um, and then they see the Autobots show up, and then Megatron says something to Soundwave, which uh, struck me as incredibly rude. He says, uh, activate the Ravage cassette, which really, like, yeah. <laughs> makes Ravage a piece of shit. You're like, is that all he is? Just the Ravage cassette? That, like, that really stuck out to me, because it's the first time we've ever heard him, re- like, them actually just refer to him as the cassette, yeah. you know? Like, the, I don't think they've ever said that out loud before, really. Activate yeah. the 
cassette Ravage. It's like, oh, I, Ravage must have done something to piss him off. Maybe yeah, you know, shoot something up at the headquarters or something. He's in the he's in the doghouse right now. Yeah, but I'm yeah. Apparently, uh, the, the, like it's the Autobots actually treat Ravage with much more respect than they just have to. <laughs> like, yeah. oh, he's a dangerous yeah. jungle cat, and then Megatron's like, get your shit box out there and make him run around, all right? Fucking whatever. <laughs> so weird. Um, so the Autobots get there. Um, it's weird because when they get there, they just immediately run far off to cover. Just so that shrapnel can stick yeah. behind him and throw another fucking bomb. It's weird. He says he throws a shrapnel grenade, and I was like, why aren't you just fucking taking bombshells like whole gimmick? Because now it's like he didn't even have bombs now. Like, you have fucking bombs too. So shrapnel's just taking everybody's everybody's heat. You know what I mean? Um, the Autobots yeah. fall into the and oil. It's weird because, you know, Optimus, when they first show up, Optimus is like, he literally says, like, go get them Autobots. And then the next shot, I'm riding for cover. Which was fucking hilarious. Yeah, no, it's great. It's it's very weird just to have that part where they get thrown in the water. A bunch of stuff happens very quickly for strange reasons. They get thrown in the oily water. Optimus is like, we're going to get set on fire. And then Thundercracker tries to set him on fire. They swim under, and then like Ironhide puts out the oil taker, which is now on fire. It's all very like chaotic, because right after that, a storm starts rolling in. And then, uh, I didn't know where. This yeah. huge, shot giant, nowhere. black cloud. Yeah, and like at some point Shrapnel implies they brought it here, but it doesn't explain how their powers are about to get fucking crazy. So like the storm rolls in, the Insecticons are like celebrating the shit. Uh both the Decepticons and Autobots are like, whatever, dude. Um and then you see Shrapnel can apparently like channel something they all team up to somehow like make something in the clouds. One of them You can almost eat it. Like lightning. Yeah. One of them like summons the storm. The other one like shoots something into the sky and then like shrapnel. I couldn't figure out who was doing what, but they kind of say it really quickly. So now a shrapnel can like channel lightning and just shoot lightning at anybody. He's crazy fucking powerful. He lights up Wheeljack and Braun. Um, has a great line where he says he, he goes full Thor at the end of Ragnarok and just starts wrecking everyone's shit. Yeah, dude, it's pretty nuts. Um. And like he's got that great line, taste taste the lightning, and then Wheeljack's like a Tate terrible, which is great. <laughs> and then they show Megatron just wanting to be like, I'm very pleased with all this. And then Spike's big idea, which I initially thought was the dumbest thing ever, was to get in Bumblebee and run into Shrapnel. But the reason they do that yes. is because he, uh, he remembers his elementary school science. Right. It's a and that rubber tires. Yeah. Because he tested it out by like, driving cool. towards him and getting shot. So he's basically like, let's let's get shot by lightning and see if it kills us both. And then if it doesn't, <laughs> I win. So it's a bit reckless, but it does work. And then it gets kind of strange because I don't know about all the, you know, electrodynamics regarding this and if it would actually work. But you basically see Wheeljack and Optimus on top of a couple of their cohorts. Uh, Hound shows up out of nowhere. He's not like, <laughs> yeah, Hound yeah. is like. Only exists to be ridden on by Optimus Prime in this episode. Like, he shows up out of nowhere. That's a um, great shot, though, of Optimus basically oh, using awesome. Ironhide and Hound as roller skates. <laughs> uh, yeah, because yeah, they're grounded. They got the rubber. That should, I, I believe that science works out, that they, they should all be so. grounded. Yeah, yeah. As long. I would think so. The only thing is, is, like, I would, assuming because they're mechanical beings, I would think that, like, they wouldn't need a ground to fuck their systems up. You know what I mean? Like, if I... Still short out, yeah, the computer yes, system or whatever. Exactly. Like, you still have all that energy coursing through the system. You'd at least break a resistor or whatever their fucking yep. version of that is. But again, like, yep. you know. Yeah. Pretty, all, all together, pretty. Again, again, get it? 
Getting struck by lightning is not fun. I can tell you that. Oh, no, for sure. And it does. It does make sense. Did I um, ever tell you about that? Did you know that? The time I was struck by lightning. Yeah. No, I didn't fucking know that. Jesus Christ! You gonna <laughs> bring this up three minutes before the episode's over? You get fucking struck by lightning. What else did you see? A ghost? Fucking fight Vigo the Carpathian? Crazy <laughs> fuck. It's another what I I tell the Mammoth Park story about you know Joe Pesci and everything a few episodes back. Uh, yeah, that was a great one too. It was in the Mammoth Park. It was in the Park Winter Circle. It, right after a race, as I was waiting for the horse to come in, uh, there was a thunderstorm just starting up, and I got I got zapped, and uh, had a good... <laughs> <laughs> sorry, I was man. covered I in like you know, I had a camera on my shoulder and like cables draped off me. So and then I uh, got. Out just in time in my band. I remember the date. It was July 19th, 2002, because the cover band I was singing in, we had our first ever gig that night at the bar, and I got out just in time, and I like happened to stroll into the bar as they were, you know, like two minutes before we were supposed to go on, and the band was already on the stage, like doing their uh, sound check and stuff. And the guitarist started playing the opening riff of uh, ACDC's Thunderstruck as I walked in, which was very oh, cool. Shit. So, yeah, that was a memorable moment. But uh, yeah, it hurt like a bitch yeah. for a hot second. <laughs> I would imagine a very hot second. This is great. This is I'm glad we have this podcast because I've known you for fucking ever, and I don't hear any of this shit. It's always like pretty banal. Like it's I listen. Ninety percent of me and Con- uh, Craig's conversations has been like uh like things about women. I'll leave it at that. And then uh, like other comedians and entertainers we hate. And then usually it's like day to day bullshit. But I'm always like you'll be like God. I'm telling you, I was married to Jennifer Lawrence. I'm like no, you fucking tell me that. Ah, it's fucking it's a whole thing. Anyway, it's like no. Anyway, fuck you. Like I gotta hear anyway. So. It's another another Craig revelation. That's like why when I when I tested positive for this damn coronavirus, I was like, of course, a fucking course. Like, how the hell I could I? Of course, I gotta get you know. It only it only <laughs> makes sense. So anyway, powered by lightning and uh, Optimus and it, those. I love that shot of Optimus riding Ironhide around. It's very cool. It's not the coolest thing Optimus does in this episode. No. Yeah, so what happens? Him, him and I, Megatron end up freaking uh, getting into it, you know, a scrap. And then, uh, I don't know if I'm missing a, you, you, I'm missing an action here. But what happens is ultimately Optimus defeats Megatron by picking up an oil tank, the fucking entire oil tanker, and throwing it at him. Which yeah, it's like, is by far the most powerful we've seen any Transformer yet. Yeah, Megatron starts off by shooting it so it, like, all starts on fire and then, like, shoves it yeah. into Optimus, pinning him, which is pretty cool because he pins it between their fightery, and then Optimus just picks it up like a oh. fucking hot dog and throws it at him. Yeah. It's amazing. That's what happens is because once they realize they can, they can ground themselves and be immune to kickbacks lightning, Megatron's like, well, well, I have a much bigger weapon right over yeah. there, and he sees the tanker and realizes he can just blow that the fuck up. And then Optimus says, oh, yeah, and just chucks it at his head, which yeah, is something dude, amazing. Is, which is, and then, and then it's great, because I love I love the way this episode ends, man. I love it. And they're like, so, um, the, they show the Insecticons after that, and they're like, oh, this is getting real. So they just decide to fucking eat as much energy on as they can and bounce. Like, that's their whole plan? They're <laughs> just like, you know what? This ain't working out. They, they say that thing that they always say in this, like, maybe we pick the wrong side. But then yeah. they actually follow up on it. You're like, yeah, fuck these Decepticons. Let's get the fuck out of here. So they just eat the shit and bounce. And then Megatron is so mad that they're trying to bounce, and he sees them eating it, and he gets so pissed that he tells the Decepticons to ignore the Autobots and kill the Insecticons 
which really uh, I love it because it points out to the uh, time-honored tradition of Decepticons always hate other Decepticons more than Autobots. It's in all the best Transformers fiction has a part where like Decepticons hate other Decepticons they don't agree with more than they ever hate other Autobots. So it's that's basically because they're all selfish and they turn on each other. Of course, but what love... is Megatron? I love the choice of word to use because he actually says we befriended them. Not like yeah, we we that. had an an alliance or anything. And no, I was they like, were he's hurt. <laughs> it's like feelings. he's emotionally hurt. And like you know, they were like, oh, I was so – I felt an instant emotional connection. And then he's like so hurt that they like fucked him over. <laughs> it's great. And then like the Autobots just – again, like somewhere in the last episode, the Autobots just leave. They're like, nah, this will handle itself. Which, by the way, we didn't see Starscream. <laughs> so for all we know, last episode he did kill Starscream. Like the, the Autobots might be like, yeah. I didn't see Starscream. Starscream. You guys see Starscream? in out. Maybe he's yeah, got orbs guarding it. Maybe that's where they both are. Yeah, that's true, because Thundercracker gets his. Um, but yeah, they basically say, like, they basically the Autobots are like, well, they'll fight it. They're fighting, but they'll eventually make up again. I'm like, oh, well. And then Wheeljack offers to make yeah, a vehicle mode. Go. Yep. And then, uh, and then Wheeljack offers to make a vehicle mode for Spike, who says, wait until he can drive, which is actually pretty <laughs> awesome, because they foreshadow the movie, which is great. You know, I don't yeah. know if that was intentional. And they, they, they also foreshadow uh, uh, the, I believe, the first episode of two, right? Autobot Spike. Stein them? Oh, maybe. Yeah, I can't remember that one. Yeah, uh, but um, uh, what I love at the end is all of a sudden we get a we get a red reflector uh, appearance to the agent. Just see one of the reflectors just there for no reason. And uh, oh yeah, he's there. I think this is the after not seeing him for many episodes. No, I think he's now quote unquote dead. But like he pops up a lot, but only in background shots. I I might be wrong, but we might be done with reflector as like. A character now. Oh, yeah. I think he's just... No, he's just a drone. He's just a pawn in the background, and that's it. Yeah, I don't think he's but ever, love, like, has a line I, it. I love how we end with, with Bumblebee and Spike getting just really just a lot of shit talking to the Decepticons as they're, uh... As, it's like, you'd make a you'd make a great Autobot with that attitude, Spike, and that's when Wheeljack says, hey, yeah, maybe I'll make a, a motorcycle there. And that's how it ends. Because, well, Spike says, let me um, learn how to get my license first, which brings up an interesting question. How, how old is Spike supposed to be? Yeah, I mean, I guess he's supposed to be like 14 or 15. He looks like he's 19 or 20. 20? But, no, and I think he's, when we first he's meet supposed him, to be he's like, working on an oil rig. Yeah, that's true. So I guess he's a he's like a fifteen year old oil dealer. You never see him. He's, he doesn't go to school. <laughs> he doesn't do it. Yeah, that was great. Him and his weird ass father just pick up their life and uh, you know that's it. So I had to know. But uh, yeah, that was a great episode. Uh, I uh, that was yeah. fun. I enjoyed. And that only one. one more left. Only one more left of the season, folks. Wait. I... It was uh, is that or there two more? I think this is it. I think we're uh, heavy metal war and we're done. I believe Craig's got a fact check. Oh, TF yeah. folks, take your time to browse the thing. Well, Craig fact checks on TF Wiki. Um, yes, yes, that's right. <laughs> yeah, that's right. There's the one more left in the first. I can always tell when you're following too closely with TF Wiki because there'll be times you're like, back up, hold on, back up. Because we didn't discuss the fact that Cliptrop <laughs> is briefly purple for 10 seconds. And I'm like, yeah, no one – like, that's, that's the guy on TF Wiki who, like, needs to put that in there. <laughs> my brain is fucking shot right now. Yeah, I, I, I can barely well, folks, think. We got, 
Uh, I know. We got to, we're going to, Craig's going to go to bed. Um, I'm going to keep drinking guys. We got one more final episode. One of my favorites. Arguably my favorite. Yeah. I know it's a couple times, but this is the one I remember the most. What a immortal ending for me. I, this might've been the first Transformers episode I watched as a kid and like knew what was going on. So I, uh, I really, this one's very near and dear to me. Heavy metal war. Awesome episode. Some of my favorite Decepticons ever, ever in the history of the whole thing. Yeah. It's because the way they end this uh, season, you know, we were discussing when we were going over the Ultimate Doom 3 part and then the Countdown to Extinction sort of epilogue. That seemed like it would be such a natural ending, you know, t- way to end the season with that big storyline. But they give you these two episodes where it's just like, oh, yeah, before we go, here we're going to introduce two really kick-ass groups at Decepticons. Yeah. And, and, the then, and then we'll, the then we'll see you next year. Yeah, oh, dude, yeah. It's great. And then that's after this in season two, there's a lot more like a lot more new characters. Uh, sometimes you introduce, sometimes they're just there. But you see, I mean, the <laughs> ranks explode. We get tons of characters in the next two seasons. So it's pretty awesome, guys. Yep. Yeah, we're going to have some fun. Uh, so, yeah, that was great. We got a, the next episode coming up and uh, we'll, we'll keep you up to date here through uh whether hopefully hopefully i survive to do the next episode <laughs> keep you up to date on my condition and that's all going and uh yeah and if not guys I'm, you send your resume in uh i guess you get to email me <laughs> um and you see now just the uh, jokes and maybe a nice clip uh you know whatever you want uh, by the way should, should we give the email out to the kids if they want to you know let us know how how they like that stuff and opt podcast at gmail you can uh sure you know if you have any yeah, why not? I, it's there. It's out there now. So, <laughs> also, patreon.com slash Craig Mahoney. Help us keep lights on here and uh, keep the, the web hosting up. And, of course, uh, Instagram, OBT Podcast, uh, Facebook.com slash OBT Podcast. And then, uh, obviously, we're on Apple, we're on uh, Stitcher, we're on Google Play, we're on Spotify. And I, uh, once you know, I get a little bit more energy in, into me by the next week ish. <laughs> We'll have uh, YouTube as well. We'll have uh, you'll be able to get it on the show on that as well. I'm working on it. So all sorts of good things coming your way. Oh shit! It's prime time. More than meets your ears. We will see you next week, kids. Or hopefully we'll see. I don't know. I, I'm shot. Wait, no. Justin, you end the episode on something catchy. I got nothing. <laughs> ah, go fuck your mother, everybody. We love you so much. We'll see you next week for the goddamn heavy metal war. Yeah, go get yeah. drunk. Yeah. Woo. Ah. All right. I don't know <laughs> how to this time. More than me.